And what's up, party people, podcast players, and fourth wall fam, and welcome to the 76th edition of New Normal Wrestling. That's right, it's me, it's me, it's JCB, Johnny Bones, in the hot seat with my good brothers. The Hounds of Justice are back to bring to you your weekly dose of kayfabe consumption. That's right, introducing first, this man is back from his field assignment, and he is ready to talk wrestling this week let's give it up for the one and the only doctor of desire himself my good brother and yours brother phil what's up phil welcome back johnny bones i'm feeling very grunge today so let's just go lights out gorilla radio turn this shit up my friend turn that shit up to 11 yes right now phil didn't you tell me earlier you had a knock knock joke you wanted to tell me yeah um knock knock who's there wade elson Wade Elson, who? Exactly. Ooh, burn, mic drop. But actually, for those of you that don't know, Wade Elson is actually our third man in the booth. So let's give it up for some podcast royalty himself. Tip the crown to the one and the only podcast king, good brother Wade Elson. What's up, good brother Wade? Hey, what's going on? How you, how's everybody doing tonight? Uh, I, I saw the joke. It, it was great on Monday, though. Not, not now. You know what? Don't don't talk about Lumber Brock like that. Lumber Brock is great, all right? Lumber Brock is awesome. (laughs) This is the best Brock Lesnar that I've said. I think I said it in our chat after Brock won. No, this past Monday when Brock came out with the title and did his whole, cut his whole promo and shit with Lashley. I'm like, Brock is my champion. Mm -hmm. Like Brock is, Brock is a people's champion right now. Yeah. He has embraced. He has fully embraced the the style. Yeah, he was a yeah. heel oh, for yeah. so long. He's embraced being a babyface. Yeah, yep. And, and it feel, he's a natural babyface. Who would have thought? You know, who would have thought who, that? Like for real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seriously, it's mind blowing. But before we get into Raw and WWE, let's talk about uh, since we are recording this on Wednesday. Let's get into some AEW Dynamite uh, from this evening. So. On paper, it looked like it could be a pretty good card. You know, you had Wardlow versus CM Punk, Dante Martin taking on Powerhouse Hobbs to continue that story with Dante and Team Taz. We also had Hangman Page, who was coming back to cut a promo, our AEW champion, uh, Serena Deeb and Hikaru Shida, which those two could fight forever. Mm-hmm. That's some great women's wrestling right there between those two. And it's, it's sad how underrated Serena Deeb has been for so long and she's finally getting her comeuppance you know uh that we saw some penta el zero miedo we saw the acclaimed we saw bear country for everyone's favorite tag team i mean come on um (laughs) and of course you know eddie kingston sammy guevara the inner circle was there so a lot of stuff happened but uh, brother wade what was the word you would use to describe aew dynamite tonight in the words of the great maxwell Jacob Friedman. It was, and it you can probably insert the clip if you want to. Mid. Yeah. It was a very mid episode. It had its moments, but it wasn't like mind-blowingly good or very good as AW usually does every week. Mm-hmm. You know, like compared way. to last week, like you guys went to the better show. Well, that's also because we opened up with a friggin' championship match. 
You know, yeah. th- this, I think this week's dynamite was kind of like the palate cleanser. We just, we actually had two weeks of hardcore dynamite on Wednesdays. They have to have that, that palate cleanser before they pick things back up. I mean, we did get some good stuff tonight. Let's touch on a few points. Uh, the, the opening segment for dynamite with red dragon, Adam Cole and the super click that whole opening promo continued that storyline. Still see the, the friction between red dragon and the young buck, which I cannot wait for that match to ultimately happen. That tag team bout is going to be fucking a barn burner. Quick timeout. Mm-hmm. Quick timeout. Does that mean we get an Adam Cole on a pole match? Mm. Custody, 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 Cole ladder man. Cole match. This is another thing we should do. Since you are bringing up Red Dragon and the Bucks again, we have to have Phil sit down and watch the Ring of Honor for you. I, oh, I am Wade. I think this is a genius suggestion. It's just like. Look, if if everyone on YouTube can get 10 million views of people watching other people do other things, why not put me in the mix? I'm right. okay with that. Facts. Brother Phil does ROH. We should have a whole series about that. Where have we, we sit Brother down with Phil, Phil does. and watch ROH? <laughs> Brother Phil does. Brother Phil does. Does. Love it. But love the storyline, but I think, think the big takeaway is that we finally got to see Britt Baker and Adam Cole together in a wrestling segment sharing the same spotlight, and now they're going to be facing Orange Cassidy and Chris Statlander in a mixed tag match next week. Bring it on. Yeah. Bring it on. What else is there to say? Bring it yeah. on. Uh, yep. It is what it is. It's very cool. I even love the little... Uh, you know where they were gonna uh, Adam Cole was gonna get the kits from the Bucks and Britt was like nah nah my my man mm-hmm. there you go and it, it's cool I guess for the simple fact that keeps Britt from defending her title again which mm-hmm. we didn't even graze on Battle of the Belts because Battle of the Belts wasn't meh it was alright meh Meh, it was meh. Yeah. Like it wasn't as big as we thought it was gonna be. Like we were going into like, oh, it's gonna be like Clash of the Champions, and it really wasn't. No. Right. But um, again, it's gonna be interesting to see. I, I like it. It's cool. Um, Chris Statlander and Alan Cassidy have worked great as a tag team, and they've worked great against each other. Another match mm-hmm. <laughs> needs to actually sit down and watch. I'm gonna send you these matches on YouTube. They're just everywhere. I'm gonna just send you lakes all the time. <laughs> In this one. And this mm-hmm. one, and this one, and this yep. one, and this one. Yeah. <laughs> and now, this is why I like this wrestler. So yeah. <laughs> now, real quick, did you guys hear about the uh the new trademark that AEW filed? Uh that really? I heard is supposed to be for Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, and Kyle O'Reilly. Yes, uh, I a did. potential a potential new faction name called Paragon. Now, what does what does Paragon mean? You might ask. Well, you know what? Let's uh, let's check with Webster's. Let's see what the definition of Paragon was like. Somebody who's like very. uh, It's a a model of excellence or perfection was a paragon of goodness. Okay, a model of excellence or perfection. Okay. Okay. Well, I think that that's. uh, I mean, some may say that's undisputed. I'm just throwing shit out there now, but um, I think obviously, ultimately we see the writing on the wall where this is going to go. I love the fact that they're including 
uh, females into factions. I feel like that was kind of a lost art back in the day, back in like the nineties during the, the faction wars. I like how they're including. Yep. I like how Chris Statlander is part of the uh, the best friends. Britt Baker might be part of Paragon now with Adam Cole. Uh, Dark Order has Anna Jay and Ty Conti. I love that they do that. Um, yeah. Big things to come out of this feud. I mean, there's so many potential great matches we're going to see with that. But let's also talk about. Uh, let's very quickly touch on the whole CM Punk and Wardlow thing, um, the Wardlow match, because obviously this is just a, another way to build the feud between MJF and CM Punk. It wasn't really about Wardlow at all. He was just, he was just a pawn in this whole story. The MJF Punk feud is great. I love I still love that they have yet to even touch each other. You know, it's just a war of words throwing obstacle after obstacle in front of CM Punk until they ultimately will face each other. Now, uh, again, I did not get to see this match by the way, but did Wardlow get over by being in this match? Brother Phil can attest to this with me. God damn, did he get over? <laughs> he beat the ever-loving shit out of Punk. Nine power bombs is never nine power bombs. <laughs> oh my! One of them being through a table. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, and he kept, Punk kept going like this. I'm good. I'm good. No, All right. And then Punk won with a roll off. <laughs> why not? Why oh, not? The oh God! <laughs> As you can, uh, guys, you can't see this right now, but Bones just did the full blown uh, face palm movement. Yeah. <laughs> he is hashtag face palm club. Well, you know, because obviously nine. I mean, CM Punk is fucking Superman. I mean, get nine power bombs, and he's going to move each you with a roll up. I mean, that that's that's so realistic. It makes so much sense. Oh God, Shayna Baszler! <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, oh, that's terrible. But you know what? Wardlow, I think once this whole MJF and Punk feud is done, we're going to eventually see the Wardlow MJF feud when Wardlow pulls away from MJF and Wardlow is going to be the biggest baby face to come out of AEW in 2022. John, uh, uh, the he's, he's diesel. He's it's the diesel Michaels. Mm-hmm. Bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what are you guys thoughts on these reports that WWE Actually, Fox and USA all have their sights set on MJF and Wardlow was included in this conversation as well. Now, in case you guys didn't know, but they want both Wardlow and MJF. Well, I mean, it it obviously makes sense because he is one of the biggest draws. And as a pillar and being only 25 years old. MJF, the you know the the way that he's climbing in the industry, it is a natural natural tendency to go that way and, and bring that up. Um, I think he winds up. I granted, we're looking at this two years out right now. I don't see why he wouldn't stay in AEW though. Mm-hmm. So I see a lot of reasons why he would. I mean WWE. Even though AEW right now is competition, mm-hmm. WWE is still the place to be. Yeah, uh, you're gonna have a fucking hell of a payday working for mm-hmm. WWE. Yeah. I I think MJF fits more of the mold <clears throat> of what WWE is trying to do with their younger talent, targeting a younger audience. Uh, mm-hmm. I 
I do feel that MJF will obviously get watered down a little bit, but I still think because of MJF's talent and professionalism, he will still get over even without the, the F bombs and, and the, the, the cursing and the profanity and his, and the rawness of his promos. Uh, MJF still has that talent to get over, even if he is watered down in WWE. I agree. I agree. But the other thing that makes him so great is the fact that he, the way that he pulls off his promos and the, the tone and his cadence of, of things. I don't know if you can pull that off being told by, you know, in WWE, the way that the, you know, the producers are there telling you what you have to say and forcing you to, you know, to go through with it. I, I don't know if, if that would work so well, much with. Don't forget, not everyone gets told what to say. Not everyone okay, in WWE gets a scripted promo. Roman. MJF could be that guy because he has already proven himself that they're like, we don't need to write for him. We'll, we'll just give him bullet points, tell him what he should talk about and let, let him go. I mean, mm-hmm. we already know like guys like Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre, some of the guys out there do get to you know, cut their own promos. MJF, okay, I think, could be that guy. I agree. He could be. Um, I do love the fact that Wardlow's also brought up in this conversation because that guy is just immensely talented, especially for his size and age and what he can do in the ring. I loved how this was brought up on Twitter. And then AEW responded to this with like a huge tweet in all caps about listen to, and it's literally in caps. You can see it. And everyone's like, why are you yelling? (laughs) Just we, all we did was bring up Wardlow. Right. They literally pulled a um, PWI insider and was like, Wardlow talks about being an AW lifer. Lifer, I'm like, who did that? Like Tony, Tony, what are you doing? What are you doing? Tony? Get off the AW Twitter. Oh man. Well, that was the uh, mid Oh, actually, no, let's touch on one more thing from, um, actually, two more things from Dynamite. So uh, what Phil and I thought we were going to see live at in Newark last week was the introduction of the House of Black. And we thought we were going to get a Brody King sighting last week. But, you know, through the grapevine reports do say due to the rumor mill, because of uh, Ray Phoenix's injury, we did not get to see that storyline play out the way it was it was meant to a week ago. But Brody King did make his debut tonight on Dynamite. Now, that's obviously not a surprise to any of us recording this or any probably most of you listening right now. But I think the interesting part of that story is where does Julia Hart stand? Yes. And mm-hmm. I found it a, a immense foreshadowing for her to be out there with the varsity blondes in a black, you know, in the black outfit with the eye patch with Penta and the blondes all tripling up on Malachi and her panicking and basically trying to protect Malachi. And, you know, he's defenseless, you know, Mm -hmm. go, you know, don't, you know, don't hurt him. Don't hurt him. And, uh, it is it, to me, it's a hundred percent a foreshadow of her being the perfect valet for the House of Black. And, and whether it's whether it's just Malachi and Brody, if a third guy comes in, who knows? But 
it, it's it's a perfect setup. And also very reminiscent of uh, the fiend Bray Wyatt and Alexa Bliss. Yep. Again, if if this is a foreshadowing to possibly Julia Hart, maybe, maybe repackaging herself and joining up with the House of Black. Again, yeah. going back to what I said earlier, I love how they're including females in these in these factions as well. Uh, I said at the Phil offline, you know, House of Black, I think, could be the hottest faction in wrestling in 2022. Agreed. Next to next to uh, Paragon, of course, if we ultimately I would, see that in 22. And I would love to see this feud with with Ray being out now. Mm-hmm. That if you told me that Pac comes in as you know, he slides right in there alongside Penta, and you give me four months of House of Black and that that section that segment of Death Triangle. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll sign up for it. I'll, oh, I'll yeah. fall right line behind. Where has Pac been? It's been a few weeks. Since we've seen him, wasn't he injured for a little bit, or had the couldn't make the travel due to you know what's going on in the world? I feel like he always has issues with travel, which unfortunately which ultimately happened with COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I really wish Pac could be around longer, but he hasn't been on in a while now. Uh, I feel like ever since he finished his feud with Eddie Kingston, he's been off TV, which has been a couple months now. Uh, all right, so last thing from tonight's Dynamite, we did see the return of the Murder Hawk monster, Lance Archer. And of course, he is now gunning for Hangman Adam Page in the AEW World Championship. Thoughts? Mm. I guess this is a filler feud. I really think of it as yeah. a filler feud until we find out who is the number one contender now for his title. Mm hmm. Because you need something for Hangman to do because you can't keep throwing Brian Danielson at him because it's going right. to get, get, uh, get boring. It's going to get boring after a while. So you have to give the champion something of substance, a uh, credible threat, which I hate to say it. He's that he's um, Lance Archer is like a Seamus. Mm-hmm. He's credible enough that you're like, or I and Eddie Kingston, he's credible enough. For you're like he's the workhorse. You right. could be like, I could see him going after that title, and he yep. could possibly win it, but he won't. Right. Yeah, he won't. Yeah. So it's a nice filler feud. It's a nice filler feud. Mm-hmm. If there's there are two names that stick out whenever I think of underutilized debuts in AEW, and it's Brian Cage and Lance Archer. I feel like they mm-hmm. both had these really big debuts and then lose their first big match or lose their their date like besides their squash matches, their actual legitimate debut matches against yeah. someone of name value. And it's just and it's like, all right, they got their first loss. Now what? You know, mm-hmm. Lance Archer and Brian Cage, people that probably should have held gold as soon as they entered. They could have lost it soon after, but I think those are two two people that were underutilized. But that's a topic for another day. Lance Archer, I think, should get some gold in AEW at some point sooner than later. Uh, hopefully, this will be a better year for Lance Archer moving forward. But now, let's change gears. and Let's go over to NXT 2.0. Uh, I'm probably not going to call it 2.0 much longer. I'm just going to call it NXT. Yeah. Um, this week's NXT. Right, so, obviously, last week on New Year's Eve, old Brother Wade and I discussed uh, the happenings from there. We, we Right now, we do have a new... NXT champion and Braun Breaker. 
who is going to be the face of this brand for quite some time. Unless we see him show up in the Rumble and he loses the title and then ends up on Raw come May. <laughs> uh, you know how that goes. Uh, I did like, I loved Braun Breaker's opening set, uh, promo. Dude is fu- can kill it on the mic. He's believable. And he had me listening. He commanded my attention. I really, I, oh. I appreciated that from him on the microphone. It was definitely a baby face promo, mm-hmm. you know. He pretty much he he hit all the key points. He got the cheap pops, you know, when he had to. But uh, I also liked how he he opened it up to anyone in the locker room who wants to face him. And then who comes out? Legado del Fantasma, Santos Escobar, Fine. someone else who I think should have already had that NXT Championship or at least been in that title picture a while ago, even before the change to 2.0. Obviously, he was not out for Braun Breaker. He was going into his match against Zion Quinn to continue that whole storyline with Zion and Electra Lopez. Um, now this, you know, brother Phil asked me about it because brother Phil didn't get a chance to see NXT this week. And Wade, you could probably attest to this. I felt like this week's episode of NXT. Mm-hmm. So let me actually back up. So last week, Braun Breaker defeats Champa for the NXT championship. Th- they were officially closing the book on the black and gold. This week, they opened up a brand new book for this new NXT. This was the time to to begin to build new rivalries, new friendships, new feuds, new storylines. Again, we got to see this amazing promo from Braun Breaker opening up to any new challengers. We got to see uh, the climax of AJ Styles and Grayson Waller and where that's going to go, which ultimately ended in LA Knight return. So we still have to uh, come to a head with that feud, L.A. Knight. I love that moment L.A. Knight and AJ Styles had in the ring, though. Man, that was fucking cool. Because those two guys go way back to TNA wrestling. Way those of you that don't know, way back. Um, and also Cameron Grimes now making uh, m- making his presence known uh, in the in the conversation with uh, Carmelo Hayes and um, what's what's his bodyguard's name? Trick. Trick. Trick is but, just uh, great on the mic. He's so good. Mm-hmm. He's he so is. good he's on great. the mic. He, he, yeah. he's, a great, he's a great mouthpiece. Not that Carmelo Hayes needs it, but it, it, for his character, Carmelo's character, it's, it's good to have, kind of like we said earlier, like that Shawn Michaels and Diesel kind of mm-hmm. partnership. Mm-hmm. But Wade, the big thing to come out of this is that we are getting ready for the Dusty Rhodes Classic uh, right now. Yes. So what are your thoughts on this tournament? Uh, there was that little backstage promo with Dakota Kai and MSK looking at the trophy. Uh, just what are your thoughts on the Dusty Rhodes Classic for this year? Uh, I'm, I'm very excited for it, as usual. The Dusty Rhodes Classic, and it's funny, Dusty didn't even like tag team wrestling. Um, fun fact. Um, again, it's nice story building. We're seeing what teams are being formed. Like you said, this is the new... This is just NXT in its in its new day, in its new time, mm-hmm. and we're seeing the new tag teams that are developing. There's we I think the only vet teams that we have in NXT right now are MSK, the Grizzled Vets, and Imperium. Imperium. Well, Imperium they're not in the tournament, so they're right, just it, there. Right. 
Is jacket time in there? <laughs> yes, I believe they are. Uh, well, and I like how they're keeping the brackets hidden. We don't know who who's facing who or what teams have qualified, except maybe the one uh, the one that be the one that beat Gacy and Holland. Um, yes, Malik Blade and Malik um, Blade and uh, I forget the other e- guys. E- Idris Enof, you know? Yeah, yeah, I love his song though, Far From a Rookie. Yeah. Um yeah, there it's it's interesting, but the women's one has me even more intrigued mm-hmm. because the only team that I really two teams I know that are like legit going to be in the tournament are Caden and Caden and Casey and Persia and Indy and Indy, yeah. And kid, shout out to Karen Wu or whatever, I forget her Cindy Wu. Cindy Wu, oh my Yo, Karen, Karen Q. Karen Q. She's killing that friggin'. She's killing that gimmick. Killing that gimmick, man. Love it. Loved it. Can't wait for the tournament next week. Well, the men's tournament starts this month Hmm. and the women's tournament starts in February. So we'll have a more solid standing of who's in, who's doing what. So wait, do you think it's MSK's to lose? I, I've gone back and forth with this. I think they could repeat, mm-hmm. but all signs point to them not winning. I could see them not winning. I would be very upset about it because I feel MSK should get at least a second run with the tag titles before they get called up. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dakota Kai even hinted at it, and I don't want it. Bones, you know where I'm going with this. I know where you're going with it. I do not split them up. Mm-mm. Do not don't, split don't MSK put that up. Bad no. juju in the universe. Yeah, don't put that bad juju in the universe. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> Keep them together. You will not. You don't you put that voodoo on me, Ricky Bobby? <laughs> don't oh, <man>. you? <laughs> now, uh, Phil, I know you will appreciate this, but there actually was an on the pole match on NXT this week. It was a yes, crowbar on the pole match. Between Tony D'Angelo and Pete. Tony Dunn. and Pete. Uh, yeah. How many fingers uh, were broken? Very hard hitting match. I have, to, I have to give it to D'Angelo too for putting up with uh, Pete Dunn like that. Um, D'Angelo did ultimately get the win by just mm-hmm. smacking the shit out of Pete <laughs> Dunn with that crowbar. It was Smack like just the shit out of him. One, one legit. He friggin' swung for the fences, hit a fucking grand slam, pin one, two, three. Um, but I want to talk Send about. Off. Pete Dunn, and I also want to go back and talk about Tommaso Ciampa. So Ciampa lost to Braun Breaker a week ago on New Year's Evil, and he was not on NXT this week. Pete Dunn lost an on-the-pole match to Tony D'Angelo this week. Now, these two wrestlers have been seen on uh, some dark matches. What does that mean for both Pete Dunn and Ciampa? Do you think we'll see them both in the Rumble? Yeah. Absolutely. I think so, too. Yeah. And do you think that they're ultimately now just going to get called up? I know. Now, we also know that Champa has been very vocal about not wanting to be calling nah. called up. But maybe because mm-hmm. of this change in NXT, now he's like, maybe it is my time to move on and do bigger and better things. I agree. I agree. It's time. Um, Champa, could, Champa could be one of those ones who's like, hey, I'll work the main roster, but not the crazy-ass schedule of it, you know? Right. Yep. And and look, he's already – I was going to say, he's already proven himself on main roster matches. 
if you go oh, a couple yeah. years back to mm-hmm. you know to the Survivor Series build up and right and NXT, you know when NXT was invading and uh, you know he he already you know he's already proven himself not just in NXT but you know on on the on the main roster so right I I, I don't see why not. Well, I would love to see them. And, you know, Champ has always called himself the best sports entertainer. So if he mm-hmm. truly feels that he is a sports, sports entertainer, then he'll fit in perfectly on Raw or SmackDown. I would love to yeah. see Champa and Randy Orton one-on-one. Give me that match. That's a fucking match I want to see. Um, yep. <clears throat> one more person I want to touch on from, uh, from NXT this week is Solo Sokoa. Uh, first of all, I, I, he took on Boa this week because now they're having a little bit of a rivalry, uh, those two, which is pretty cool. Boa it definitely looks good in, out there in the ring. His look is great. He's pretty good on the mic. Uh, ultimately ended in a no contest with double count out. So this is going to continue on for a while. But Solo Sokoa, man, he is already over with the crowd too. People He's already so- yelling, ooh, so when he comes out. So mm-hmm. I can see Solo Sokoa being a part of the bloodline by the summer. No, 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 no. He, I feel it's the complete opposite. He comes in and he starts going up against his brothers. Hmm. He is, he has already, you think about his promos and talking about how he's been a day one and he's been left to fend for himself. Mm-hmm. And he is the lone, he's the, that's how I've been viewing him. He's the okay. lone wolf. He's been the lone wolf who has to prove it to his brothers that he's been, he's worthy of it. Now, if it turns into him being accepted into the bloodline based on that, that's another story for another day. But I see it starting as, you know, as him coming out uh, and going up, squaring up on Jimmy and Jay. I can see that well, too. That's already a story right there. It's a very good storyline that I got right and there. And he so. earns and he earns Roman and he earns Roman's respect. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of names that we talked about on NXT, I think we're all eventually going to see on Raw or SmackDown sometime this year. I think the point of having this new change mm-hmm. in NXT is to quickly bring some new faces up to the main roster. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, let's change gears. Let's go over to Impact Wrestling. Let's talk about some of the results from Impact Hard to Kill this past week. Uh, Brother Wade, you got to witness it live. Brother Phil, you are a big fan of invasions. And, uh, well, we <laughs> had ourselves a little invasion over on Impact Hard to Kill. So, uh, Brother Wade, take it away, man. Let's talk about some key points. Talk about Mickey James retaining the knockouts title. Uh, and and defeating Diana Parazzo, which doesn't take any steam off of Diana's push that she's had Absolutely. for over a year now. Absolutely, um, especially what, what we heard happened at the tapings. At the tapings, yes. But now, mm-hmm. what what are some key points that stuck out to you? What do you think as uh, of the card overall? Uh, Impact came out swinging. Uh, hard, they are hard to kill. No pun intended. Uh, every match. As much as you and I reviewed the card and said, uh, certain matches aren't going to be that important. We're not really going to care. Every match had something of an important. It's, like, it's like they made you care. Yeah, they made me care. It was like Impact handles, handles their stuff like the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like you don't really care about Eternals, but you have to watch it in order to get to the next movie. Uh. Um, 
Texas death match was great. Honestly, that was my first ever seeing a Texas death match and not even knowing the rules to it. I didn't know you had to pin or submit the person first and then it's the last and then it's a 10 count. Mm -hmm. So it's basically a no DQ match where you can pin the person with last man standing rules. Yeah. How was, I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, how was the, cause I'm not, I'm not, I don't watch a lot of impact, but one of the things I touched on during the normies was Matt Cardona's development over the last year Mm -hmm. and his growth. How was the world, how was the impact the world title match? On paper, it looked looked like it would be a a worthy, a worthy headliner. It was good. It was good. It, it, it wasn't the main event as it shouldn't have been, Mm -hmm. which me and Bowen said last week. Oh, knockouts, right? Knockouts. Knockouts should have been the main event and that's the way it should have been. Um, And it was a good match. Uh, Cardona had the crowd on his side. He really got everybody to like go with him on it. But ultimately, Moose got the win in a match that was just hard hitting to begin with. Okay. Um, well, not my favorite match on the card, but it's still a good one. My favorite match on the card was the Texas Death Match. I also want to mention Josh Alexander and, and uh, Jonah, aka Bronson Reed. Big meaty men slapping meats. Mm-hmm heavy hitting match if you haven't seen it please go watch it um trey miguel and uh i forget his name he used steve to be in the forgotten steve macklin there you go uh they put on a very solid match where we i was totally wrong and trey retained mm. um there was a spot which i don't know if you've seen it's been it's gone viral where uh she's a she's very uh popular on twitter shining polaris there's a spot in the match where um Macklin's in the crowd and he does a full you know that flip that Montez usually does over the ring post yeah yeah, yeah. he did a, a Trey did it but he landed in the crowd oh shit and Ooh. actually bumped into the girl but he was he was okay oh wow it was, he was okay and so was she good match really good. amazing but the match we're not talking about that we should be because it had a lot of stuff around it right now is the knockouts ultimate X match to kick off the show, which mm-hmm. Bones and I called should kick off hard to kill. Right. You get everybody's attention. That's how you kick it off. Also the fatal four. It was a banger. Yes. But you, you also called the winner of that, uh, that four way X that, yes, um, I did ultimate yes, X did. match. You called Tasha it. Steals. Mm-hmm. Tasha Steals. Shout out to mama Steals. She likes everything that we post about Tasha. <laughs> mama Steals follows us too on a lot of our Shout out mama media. Steals. Shout out mama Steals. Um, she, it, she, she was the, she was the right choice. She was the right call. Lady Frost was, was the newbie and she mm-hmm. put out an amazing show. By the way, she still has the second best moonsault on wrestling. Yeah, uh, yeah. amazing amazing Amen. stuff uh jordan grace hit a bro I, I popped and i was like damn it i wish bones was watching this she hit a sky high off the ultimate x at one point i mean the lowdown you know that move that deal used to do where he yep. pick you up yep and then yeah he hit she hit that on tasha steals off the ultimate x thing <laughs> uh amazing match but the you love invasions yeah. uh Brother, so I got to give it to you. Here's what happened. Hardcore warmat. Yep. 
the hardcore war match with Bones and I didn't give a shit about say it. Yeah, <laughs> the, and the faces won. We were right. It was all right. The faces won. We kind of knew. Means it to an end. Means to an end. It's just there. And uh, all of a sudden, some familiar faces from Ring of Honor show up and beat up the faces. We had Matt Taven, Mike Bennett, Vincent, and surprisingly, PCO. Yes, I was very excited. He's not a member of the kingdom. Well, he is now. He is now. He's a member. Of, he's, he's a member of Villain Enterprises. Remember that group? Yep. <laughs> that was a, that was a good group for the leader to not to be a shithead. Yeah. Um, it was uh, very interesting to see, and they beat up the impact and left their mark. Okay. So now we will see what's going on, and if Ring of Honor and Impact are having their little forbidden door invasion situation. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a good way to keep it's a good way to keep the Ring of Honor talent to keep them fresh and and, and keep the brand also relevant. Oh, absolutely, right. and it is. Yes. And funny you bring that up because tomorrow on uh, Impact, well, the, the, you'll be hearing this on Friday, so. Thursday on Impact, there will be a champion versus champion match between Deanna Peraza defending the Reina de la... Am I saying this right, Bones? Correct me yes, if I'm wrong. Reina de la Reinas. The Reina, Reina de la Reinas championship against Roxy, the current Ring of Honor world, world, women's world champion. All right. Mm-hmm. all right, all right. And who Roxy was in the crowd during the Texas death match. Okay. So... Mm, and both belts are on the line. Very, very interesting to see. Right then. Sorry. Reina de Reinas. Reina de Reinas. Reina de Reinas. Queen of Queens. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Now, ROH uh, has announced that they are returning in April of 22. I forget the uh, what the, the name of the pay-per-view is going to be for their return. But they are returning in April, so that means that all of the RO, the Ring of Honor titles are going to remain active, uh, still defended on other promotions. Mm-hmm. But Ring of Honor will be back, which also brings up a quick uh, side topic. You know, we talked about when we heard of Ring of Honor's hiatus, who's going to go sign with who, who's going to become a free agent. It doesn't seem like a lot of them became free agents. Mm-mm. A lot of them might oh. still just be hanging tight, waiting for the, enjoying the time off, going back to work when. In April, when Ring of Honor is back, sounds like it. You know, sounds like it. Sounds like it a lot. Uh, Jonathan Gresham has a has actually a card coming up. I believe it's this weekend. Terminus, where he's facing finally Bandito, and it's for the Ring of Honor World Championship. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yeah. the yes, Ring sir. of Honor stars are keeping themselves busy one way or another. Yeah. And also uh, going back to, you know, the kingdom and OGK, uh, Taven and Bennett, Taven and Bennett have also been showing up on uh, on NWA wrestling the past few weeks, actually, since the hiatus as well. So I don't know, you know, how long they plan on sticking around NWA, but uh, the ROH talent is still out there for our viewing pleasure. That's for sure. Uh, So, Wade, what are some big things we should look forward to next for Impact Wrestling? Uh, some things we can look forward to next. Um, the women's wrestling, the women's wrestling is just getting better and better every day. Um, Tasha Steeles has that wild card now with the X division with the ultimate X. 
Um, Ring of Honor Invasion is just going to be something, man. I don't know what they have planned, but this could lead to a lot of star power matches between the two companies who I feel got the shit under the stick when it came to the forbidden door policy. Agreed. So I want to see who shows up for Ring of Honor and challenges certain people. There's even been a, (laughs) a surprise return at the Impact tapings. Uh, spoiler alert! Charlie Haas made his made oh, his uh, yes, wow, yep, and called out Josh Alexander. That's right. <laughs> so that is a spoiler. So if uh, you didn't hear Wade give you the uh, disclaimer, spoiler mm-hmm. alert, and you and you didn't hit stop, then that's your that's own damn you. fault. That's yeah. on you. Mm-hmm. Uh, real quick, before we move on, Wade, what did you think about? Josh Alexander getting the win over Jonah in Jonah's first pay-per-view with Impact Wrestling. Surprising, but not mad. Yeah, I'm not mad about it. I am surprised, though. I'm surprised as hell. We both went in saying Jonah was going to get the win. Like, it don't hurt. Went over clean, clean too? Yep. Yep. Clean. Went over clean. Tap out. Yep. Okay. So interesting to see what they do with Jonah moving forward, but uh, Impact Wrestling is still some great wrestling found on Axis TV on Thursdays. And also moving forward, if you stick around after Impact, you're going to catch some New Japan Pro Wrestling also on Axis TV on Thursdays as well. In case you didn't know, Brother Phil, New Japan. And also, Wade and I talked about it last week, NWA is moving back to YouTube as well. So you're going to get NWA on free, on a free streaming service. Ooh, at 605? Now, before we go on to talk about, I want to give a quick Royal Rumble preview. Uh, we got to talk about this MLW lawsuit that they're the antitrust lawsuit they're holding against WWE. Now, there has been some talks that actually I mentioned it a while ago. I said over the past couple of months that MLW is going to be coming to Vice TV weekly. There was a lot of talk about it. There was reports about it. It ended up not happening because of supposedly something to do with Vince McMahon. Not that Vince Vince McMahon has any kind of partnership, as far as we know, at least as far as I know, with Vice TV, but supposedly Vince McMahon told Vice TV not to go into business with MLW. MLW did eventually um, or ultimately have a special that aired on MLW entitled Fightland, Fightland, that's when uh, Alex Hammerstone defeated Jacob Fatu for the MLW championship or MLW world heavyweight title. <clears throat> but now MLW's lawsuit, it states that MLW announced the lawsuit in a press release accusing WWE of pressuring third parties to abandon contracts and prospective relationships with them, citing as an example, a potential streaming deal that would have been transformative for the company. Uh, I definitely agree because they're referring to moving access TV and get onto a streaming service would have been huge oh. for MLW. Again, and when it was in the reports, we all talked about how big that would have been. Yep. Yeah. Here's, here's the rub, John, mm-hmm. is that the streaming service was going to be Tubi, right. which is owned by Fox. And WWE told Fox, supposedly, per the lawsuit, mm-hmm. squash it. So that's where the connection is. I didn't realize so that's the connection. Own 2B. Oh, okay. oh, that so makes that is the connection. Okay. 
So all, all, all we have right now is that WWE's response is that they believe these claims have no merit and intends to vigorously defend itself against them. It is what it is. Uh, I'm not looking too much into it. I mean, Court Bauer uh, put this lawsuit into play, Court Bauer being the, the man in charge of MLW. So we'll see uh, where this goes in the future. Some other quick news. Our everyone's favorite commentator, Corey Graves, there's actually been reports that he has been cleared to wrestle after seven years. Do we see Corey Graves in this year's Royal Rumble? Yes. Lucky number 13, John. Mm-hmm. Book it. If we see him in the Rumble, oh. is, he, is he coming back to wrestling full-time? You have to... I feel like you'd have to build it to he comes back in the Royal Rumble, he goes back to the he goes back to the booth, and then somebody does something to bring him out of the booth. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a Jerry Lawler type thing, you know, as you're still commentator. You know who I can you see doing it? Wrestle every now and then. You know who I can see doing it after the Royal Rumble is over? Oh. And ha- after, Happy after uh actually I was gonna go with Seth freaking Rollins after Roman subsides, but I think that mm. I actually like the Happy Corbin one a lot better. Mm. It makes a lot I more. Sense. Austin Theory, but don't forget Corey Graves is over on SmackDown. Oh no, I'm sorry, he's uh, on Raw. He is on Raw. He is on Raw. You're right. You're right. Oh, you're right. He is on. You're right. On Raw. You're right. Yeah. yeah. So that's yeah. So Austin Theory and Austin Rollins. Theory would be perfect. Yeah. You're right. All right. Well, that'd be interesting to see. Again, I never got to see Corey Graves when he was wrestling. I've only known him as a commentator. Very I'd good. love to see Very what good. he could do in the ring. But now let's all right, let's talk about some quick Royal Rumble previews. We'll, we'll run down the card as of now real quick, but I want to touch on the Rumbles themselves and who has been announced and ultimately talk about our Impact Knockouts champion, Mickey James, being announced as being an entrant into the Women's Rumble this year. Uh, but real quick, the card right now as it stands is Roman Reigns taking on Seth freaking Rollins for the Universal Championship. We have the intergender mixed tag match between Edge and Beth Phoenix taking on Miz and Maurice. Becky Lynch taking on Dewdrop. Interesting right there. You know what happened on Raw. Dewdrop winning a triple threat match against both Bianca Belair and Liv Morgan. Uh, but hey, I'm not mad about Dewdrop getting the getting the match. I just want her to fucking drop the name and just call her Piper Niven or Viper, mm-hmm. or whatever you want to call her. Uh, we have Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley, which I'm okay with it. I love it. I love their face-to-face promo on Monday. I think they're, uh, they're climaxing with this way too soon. I don't want to see him wrestle already at Royal Rumble. I would That's have rather have had this as a night one WrestleMania main event. Build... Really? This Lashley and Brock Lesnar thing. I think I t- said to you last week, Wade. There, mm-hmm. the two matches. If uh, as of a week ago, two matches that should main event Rumble, um, WrestleMania. Brock versus Lashley on night one. Roman versus Rock on night two. Mm-hmm. I think that's the way it should have went. But obviously, we're going to get the Lashley and Brock thing sooner than later, which is going to lead me to believe that Big E is going to ultimately win the Rumble. But we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, and then, actually, the, those are the four matches that we have. And the last two matches are the men's Rumble and women's Rumble. Let's touch on the men's Royal Rumble right now. As it stands, we have from Monday Night Raw, 
we have Angelo Dawkins, Montez Ford, Rey Mysterio, Dominic Mysterio, Austin Theory, Damian Priest, AJ Styles, and Big E all announced. The only wrestler from SmackDown announced is Sheamus. And our special guest entrant, Johnny Knoxville from Jackass. Um, I, I always think the special guest entrance, the celebrity entrance are always fun. I always look forward to seeing who they're going to, who they're going to pull out of the woodworks for this. Wait. Um, so obviously it's a 30 man rumble. We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. We have 10 entrants. We got 20 more people that have to be announced for this match, but already out of this 10, as I mentioned a little while ago, I think Big E is going to ultimately take it this year and go on to a big match at WrestleMania like he deserves. Mm -hmm. I don't mm -hmm. know if you guys saw, but over the past week or so, Big E did go on record saying he was not happy with his title run. And it was nothing that he felt against creative or booking wise. It was more of him himself being hard on himself, a critic of, of his own work. It feels like he can do better. So he's ready to get that title again, uh, go on a second run. Uh, Brother Phil, what are your thoughts so far on the way this men's rumble is panning out? Uh, good start. Um, I immediately would would have said Big E looking at this as well, John. Um, I feel like it's like how Drew McIntyre was a couple of years ago. I feel like Big E, it just makes sense on the whole. Um and Damian Priest would have been the other one I would have said, but if you're keeping the U.S. title on him, it's not going to happen anytime, anytime soon. I mean, I don't even think that matters right now because I feel like they don't even care about the U.S. title or the IC title for that matter. Oh, yeah, they don't, care about, they don't care about mid card titles. There's an Intercontinental title. Yeah, <laughs> the one the one that hasn't been uh, defended since night two of WrestleMania 37. Yeah, that one. Oh, but I mean, the U.S. title has been defended. Damien's been defending that like every Well, week. yeah, the U.S. title has been. Uh, I mean, Damien just won it, uh, I say recently, but within the past six months. Um, but still, but the mid-card titles mean nothing right now in the bigger picture. Yeah. But let's move on to the women's rumble, which is where a lot of the talk is going on right now. Uh, I'm not a fan of these early announcements of the surprise entrance. I understand why, because they want to get more eyes on the show. They're trying to sell more tickets uh, because WWE is having a lot of trouble selling tickets and filling out and selling out their shows. Again, I was there at Survivor Series and Survivor Series felt like it was a live show with mm. the, the crowd at Barclays Center. Day yep. one looked like it was more it was more packed than Survivor Series did. Uh, I know Phil. A, I know Phil. You pointed out some some empty. Spots. It was a smart packing, John. Yeah, they, they smart packed it. Yeah, but from yes. what it looked, again, it looked like it was definitely more packed. But I can I can agree with that. Smart pack. But mm -hmm. let's go over who they have announced for the women's rumble so far. Right now, from Raw, we got Rhea Ripley, Nikki Ash, our twenty four seven champion Dana Brooke, Carmella, Queen Zelina, and Tamina. From SmackDown, we have Shotzi, Natalia, Aaliyah, Naomi, Shayna Baszler, and Charlotte Flair. Hall of Famers, we have the Bella Twins, Nikki and Brie Bella, and we have Lita. Our free agents, which are being considered, we have Michelle McCool, Kelly Kelly, and Summer Rae. And then our special guest entrant, our current Impact Knockouts champion, 
Mickey James. Guys, let's get right to it. Mickey James coming in, not being announced as a former WWE champion, uh, but the current Impact Knockouts champion. Uh, Pat McAfee made it a point to mention it a couple times on commentary when they when they announced Mickey James being in the Rumble. What what are your thoughts on this? What's the bigger picture here? What is the business sense behind this? Who benefits from this the most? Guys, take it away. I think everybody benefits from it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the fans, obviously. We benefit you know, the most. We benefit the most. Um, women's wrestling benefits the second most. And I think that this is one of those situations where, as a business decision, it really is good for everybody. WWE gets one of their most loved, you know, women's wrestlers in the match. Big pop. Um, you know, Mickey as, you know, as impact, you know, as the, as a champ, you know, it's, it's um, good cross branding mm-hmm. and the ladies finally get a, uh, a knock at the forbidden door, if you will, at, at some you know, it's maybe dipping your toes in the water, but you still get the opportunity now with her coming over from Impact and bringing the title and, and you know, getting to getting the show up. Right. I just, I'm, I'm happy for everyone involved. Honestly, Mickey James probably stated her case heavily after the debacle that happened when she got released. Yep. Mm-hmm. To get her back is a big get. And uh, it definitely benefited Impact because once this was announced, Impact, it's hard to kill, had some of the best uh, buy rates it's had in a while Mm -hmm. since (laughs) Slammiversary two years ago. Right. So that was a big win and it put eyes on their division and their products. So that's a win for Impact. Um, With the Forbidden Door situation now, when it involves Mickey James, there's also rumor and speculation that we may get not just her in the Royal Rumble from Impact. Well, there's also been talks that oh, I'm mm-hmm. sorry. I, I think you guys froze for a second. So let me uh, you reverse your Tony Khan talk there. Let me reverse my Tony Khan talk. I apologize, listeners. That was a you know, technical difficulties here, internet world. Uh, Brother Wade, I'm sorry. Please continue with what you were saying about mm-hmm. Mickey James and might be somebody else in the Royal Rumble. That's where I think things got cut off. Okay. Well, there's big rumor and speculation that another impact knockout may also be going through the forbidden door for the Royal Rumble, the please women's Royal Rumble. Please tell me it's Jordan Grace. That is that is one of the names I keep hearing. I, would it be Chelsea? Uh, no, no. Mm-hmm. no, I don't think it would be Chelsea. No, I, I would I'll love be, to see Jordan Grace in that match. I would love to see Jordan Grace in that match. I would love to see our pick for female wrestler of the year, Deanna Perrazzo. Deanna's already there. gone on record, though, that she will not do it. Yeah, she said she won't. She said but, she you know, there's always there's always yeah. that. Never say, never. never say never. Mm-hmm. Never say never. Yeah. Um, you know what I'll say though, also just in general, mm-hmm. is the Royal Rumble is a great opportunity just across the across the spectrum 
to me as a forbidden as a forbidden door kind of match an opportunity because you get those one-offs and, and mm-hmm. you know and you get those big pops and those big receptions so mm-hmm. i think it, it it actually does lend itself very well to the uh to the to this opportunity i believe yeah, so too i, I definitely I think that that the uh the rumble is a good place for it to happen but you mm-hmm. know wade you also mentioned that you know might not just stop with mickey james whether it's women's or men's because moose is now going on record on social media saying that he would love to uh, come by SmackDown and slap Roman Reigns in the face. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <now> listen, <laughs> listen th- this is all rumor and innuendo right now. All we know is that Mickey James has been announced as the Impact Knockouts champion as an entry in the Rumble. Where all us fans, the marks, the dirt sheets, were blowing this up into something bigger. Oh, they are. The Forbidden Door might not even exist, but we think it is. The men's Rumble, there's, there's a... They said they're trying to get someone for this Royal Rumble. And they if they get this person, they said it's 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 a long shot. But if they can get this person, it's going to shake up wrestling. And it's gonna be the talk of the rumble. Cody in the Rhodes. men's or women's side? Men's Cody Rhodes. Only person that that would come to mind, but with you saying that would be Cody Rhodes. Nope. Uh, Kenny Omega. No, Andrew. Uh, It's funny you mentioned Kenny. I was thinking Kenny and then someone. From AEW though? No. Well, here's the thing. Let let me touch on that. This is what I was saying before when the internet cut out. There is reports that WWE is in talks with AEW about using some of their wrestlers for documentaries, former WWE wrestlers, of course, for some network documentaries that they're coming out with. There also may be talks about about possibly bringing some people over <clears throat> through a a new forbidden door uh, and being in the Rumble. So that's very, I think it's very positive. If there's talks going on right now about something different. Those conversations definitely can come up. And I just saw what you met, what you sent in our chat there. So can you just let our listeners know who can't read our private chat, the name you just dropped into the box? Uh, there are rumors, heavy Come on. speculation rumors. Come on. That WWE is in talks with New Japan. Listen, and it wouldn't be the first time. Yeah, it wouldn't be the first time. So if, if they get this shit off. Mm-hmm. And he makes his big United States debut in in WWE in the Royal Rumble of all places. I'll lose my mind. Yep. Bigger than AJ. Big, big, just as big. Oh, yeah. Well, just it's different big. because no, AJ, I'm saying the reaction. AJ signed. AJ oh. was already signed to WWE. This would not be a signing. Yeah, this would be a, oh my God, it's a big okay. ass rumble. It's it's that important. We have to have this person in, mm. uh, and it would be the rainmaker, Kazushka Okada. Kazushka Okada. No, isn't there talks? Wasn't there talks about him coming over the into the Forbidden Door to AEW too? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he. But he. Yeah, that he, he even said it. He's even said it. He said he wants to come to the states. And wrestle. He has two names on his list that he really wants to wrestle. Yeah, Brian Danielson, CM Punk. Punk. 
and <laughs> both of them. Um, but if they can get Okada off, bro, bros, imagine Okada and Shinsuke interacting after years. Years. Dude, don't tease me like that because that, that shit, that's the shit that like us as wrestling fans want to see. I already see your, I see your desk flipping over over there, John. Oh, <laughs> let's add that match to the list. Mm-hmm. Let's add that match to the list. Shinsuke right. versus Okada for, for Brother Bill. Yeah. Right oh, we can actually see him defend the IC title. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you he go. actually did. Yeah, that was the main event of Wrestle Kingdom, like, what, five years ago? Yeah. <sighs> yep. You know, now, th- this whole thing with the Forbidden Door with WWE is not a new concept. WWE has done this before, for those of you that don't remember. But 1997, they opened up the doors to AAA. They did. In their Rumble. And they had, M- Mil Moscados was in the Rumble, uh, Cybernetico. And I, there was at, least, at least two others, two other entrants from AAA that were in the Rumble that year. So this is not the first time it's happened. I mean, back then, AAA was not as well known as it is now. You know, there was no streaming services or things like that or ways to see it to watch them here in America. Uh, mm-hmm. But now with access to other companies like AEW or impact or some of the ring of honor for, uh, for quote unquote free agents that are currently not working. Chances of us seeing wrestlers that we all know and are aware of and familiar with are very, very good. Uh, I'm looking forward to this year's rumble more so than I have in a few years because of this quote unquote forbidden door that has been opened in wrestling. And it's curious to see what WWE is going to do about it. But again, lots to, lots to happen. This week uh, was a turning point opening of new chapters. Uh, we got to have some palate cleansers, if you will, some mid-shows this week. But listen, we're on the road to Royal Rumble. Uh, we have some other big events coming up right now. And we're getting close to the road to WrestleMania. With, with Royal Rumble uh, in the forefront, the light at the end of the tunnel, us here at New Normal Wrestling, we actually have some special bonus content coming your way later on this month as we bring back good friend of the show the incomparable Doc Haas as we revive Kayfabe Classics and as we do a retro review of one of our favorite Royal Rumbles uh, well, tune in the week of Royal Rumble that Tuesday on Bonus Tuesdays for our episode NNW Kayfabe Classics with Doc Haas to find out which Rumble we're going to review and why so on that note fellas that's all the time we have for this week so listeners if you've enjoyed the show and this is your first time tuning in thank you for listening to new normal wrestling right here on the fourth wall pop network if you haven't yet see that button that says subscribe just tap it show your support by following us on social media at new normal wrestling on instagram and at wrestling normal on twitter buy our merchandise from the fourth wall swag shop on tpublic.com follow the link in our link tree in the description of this episode and in our bio at anchor.fm slash fourth wall pop so on behalf of good brother phil on behalf of the podcast king brother wade ilson I am the baby face of podcasting, JC Bones. We are New Normal Wrestling. And until next week, I bid you adieu with a goodbye, a good night, and I'll see you when I'm looking at you. Bang.